That's what I wanted to hear. Who, who thinks they waited in line the longest for this panel? How long were you in line? Hour and a half. Four hours. Who was here four hours early? They were lying. <laughs> Suddenly they're a coward. Suddenly they're not, they're not so brave. So, um, hi, everybody. My name is Moises Chuyan. I host panels for Fan Expo. This is one that I've been looking forward to since they assigned it to me. Uh, how many people? Ariel's their favorite Disney princess. <laughs> Brad, it looks like we got the right crowd for this Q&A. I think we did well. So we're, we're a few minutes over. I'm glad that we managed to squeeze every single last one of you into this room. I think this is the first time that we've had this room all the way at capacity. So let's keep it going, and let's go ahead and bring out, without further ado, the one, the only, Jody Benson. Every last person in line got in, I, just I, barely. This is the size of the room. I'm, I'm back in the hallway, you know, where the catering is, you know, by the, the tables out there. I'm sitting in a chair, and I'm hearing that people are coming in, but I had no idea that it was this large of a crowd. So thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is amazing, and I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm speechless, actually, speechless. Wow. So thank you guys so much for taking the time to come. Can I just say thank you to all of you that waited uh, like four hours? <laughs> I will not wait four hours for myself. <laughs> I would not wait four hours probably for anybody, but don't tell the other celebrities that I said that. Um, no, you guys are, you blew me away. That's why I did not leave, because you are all standing there, and um, I did have to go potty one time. <laughs> one time. This is the Disney princess who doesn't take breaks. <laughs> and, um, uh, but yeah, I just want to say thank you, you know, because that was amazing, amazing. So the, so the way that I like to run these things, I do. I have to sit oh. down. My feet oh, are sit down, sit me. down. I was, I was waiting for the lady to sit first. That's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting I'm for. I'm looking at him going, is he going to sit down? Please tell me he's going to sit down. I was waiting for my cue. My feet are killing me. Waiting oh for my cue. Mine are too. Are Good God. My feet have fallen off. I do I not feel them anymore I know today. the feeling. I'm not going to tell you how many pharmaceuticals but I'm on But she's like, right you're, a, you're a mermaid. You don't have feet. <laughs> you shouldn't feel your feet anyways. So what uh, did you just say? I'm sorry, oh, I totally I interrupted look, you. No, I that's okay. Right on top you're, of you. You're allowed to Ask my me husband. As much as my husband's like, you always talk right on top of me. I do. I interrupt people a lot. I'm sorry. You go ahead. Oh no, don't be sorry. <laughs> Ariel's not going to apologize for anything today. <laughs> so uh, I, I've got a few questions for her. We've got a microphone set up right here with a, uh, my lovely friend here in the orange shirt, uh, who's going to make sure that uh, that you you make sure that uh, that Ariel feels welcome in Dallas. So if you'd like to line up and ask a question, you can start lining up. To start Do they have to wait four hours? Oh no! Uh, oh no! For that oh lineup? No. Okay, good. Oh no! So you uh, you're a you're a you're a singer. You're an actor. You're a, a performer of many talents. How far back does that go? Did you want to be a performer when you were a kid? Is that was that was that the bug biting you early? Um, I think, like my mom says, I I sort of came out. Come in. Hi. How are you? You're such a good. I love your shirt. Again. It's extraordinary. 
She's got that shirt from uh, Tokyo. We're friends. We got to know each other. Um, you've got, you've got, like you've got around a thousand friends. I do. I have a lot of new friends. I actually, I know all their stories. And I just thought. Um, anyways, yes, I came out of the womb singing, I guess, and started singing when I was uh, probably like five. Um, I think I basically drove my family crazy singing nonstop everywhere. And uh, I started singing in church. My sister is six years older, and she taught me how to play the guitar when I was nine. So at Catholic uh, Mass, we used to lead the guitar mass. Do you remember the guitar masses back in the 70s? Um, and yeah, I'm old. I'm really old. So back in the 70s, we would do these guitar masses. They were the contemporary service. And um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You're not holding the hymnal, singing in Latin, right? So she would play the guitar, I would play the guitar, and we would sing. So that's kind of where it all started. Is basically in church. Is that for for uh, for uh, a pretty significant amount of time? What you wanted to do was you know be on stage. Singing, I playing? was eight years old, um, and I, and I do remember this. I told my mom, I said, I want to be a person who can sing, act, and dance, and pay my bills, but I don't want to be famous, <laughs> and I want to make a living doing what I love to do. So I told her that when I was eight. Now I'm from a small town, Rockford, Illinois. I'd never seen a musical before. What? <laughs> no way. Are you really from Rockford? What's the surrounding area? What? I know Schaumburg. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so where are you guys? Yeah. Sh oh guys, there you go. Boylan says a Catholic high, K through twelve. This provides a <laughs> this is a great opportunity. Who thinks they traveled the furthest to be here for Jody? Oh, I know that many people flew in. Where'd you come from? Canada. Yeah. Canada. I had several people that Oh man, I love flew Canada. From Canada. It's a great place. They flew from Canada to meet me today. We're in Canada. We stand in line for four hours. What, sweetie? I love you too. And that's so amazing that you flew all that way and then stood in that damn line. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. I feel bad about that. Where where'd you come in from? Don't tell me you came from Alaska just to see me. You came to see Jeff Goldblum and Ben Affleck. <laughs> right? Am I right? Be honest. What? Wait. Western Samoa? Western. I, I, I thought somebody said what? that they came in from Western, Western Samoa. Western Samoa? <laughs> racist Samoa? Now everybody's talking at once, and I can't understand I anything. I think I heard racist Samoa. I don't think I feel good about that. I don't know what kind of fans we have here, but we are not racist. Okay, did, did anyone come from further than Anchorage, Alaska? Anybody? Anybody further than Going Anchorage? once, going, oh, we Western have a. Western racist. Scotland! Wait a minute. But not to see me. Not you just Scotland. We've got a wee no. over there from Glasgow. Look at that. Did you really okay, come did you from say Glasgow? Scotland? But not to see me. No, not just to see. Don't say that. <laughs> to see you and also. Ben Affleck and, and Jeff Goldblum. And Jason Momoa's biceps. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, I didn't see those. It's one of our favorite attractions here at the show. I You're here tomorrow. I did not see biceps. I didn't see anything like that. Anyway, thank you. See, you just make me feel worse that you guys have been waiting in line, so. But you all loved waiting in line because you're, you're getting sorry. exactly what you wanted, right? They make friends, though. They make friends. Yeah. They make friends. Yes. So, so small sorry. town Illinois. Yes. Small town Illinois. We're backtracking. 
backtracking. Um, and then never seen a show, never seen a musical. But I was like, I'm going to be on Broadway. That's what I told my mom. She's like, Broadway? And I, I had LPs. You guys don't know what LPs are. Oh, they're hip again. Everybody hip loves again. them. I know. My son has a record player, and then his girlfriend has a record player. And I'm like, and they just think it's so cool to have record players. I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I had that when I was a kid. You know, we had, like, the whole LP thing, and then it wasn't cool. They were so big, they had to get small. So the first L LP that I had was Marvin Hamlish's uh, A Chorus Line. And so I sang through that whole thing downstairs with a hat and a cane, made up my own choreography. I thought it was really good, felt really good about myself, and looked in a mirror and just did my whole thing, and uh, that was that. So I wanted to be on Broadway, but I didn't really know what Broadway was. I just knew it was the place in New York where you could do singing, dancing, and acting. What was your, your go-to song on that, on that cast recording? What I did for love, and then nothing, and uh, pretty much every song imaginable, pretty much. But the cool thing is, is that one of the first Broadway shows that I did, um, that I got to create the role of Gloria Hudson and Smile, was with Howard Ashman and Marvin Hamlish. So when I walked into my audition, Marvin was eating a pastrami sandwich. And um, drinking an orange Julius or something. Yeah, yeah. He was, they, you know, they're, they're like, hi, hi. So how are you doing, honey? You know, so they're eating and the food's kind of coming out of his mouth. And so I'm having like a panic attack because I'm walking in and, and I have an audition for the lead. And there's Marvin Hamlish. And all I can think about is me in my basement with my top hat and my cane doing the choreography, you know, in Rockford, Illinois. And it's like, it's such a God thing. I mean, there's no other way to explain it except God just had a perfect plan. And I'm so thankful that I've been on that journey. So. You've been so fortunate to work with so many tremendously legendary people. Howard Ashman is, is someone that I love hearing people talk about because he's sadly no longer with us to talk about himself. Uh, his legacy lives on with the people whose lives he touched and whose careers he irrevocably changed. So so tell us tell us how you got into the mix for The Little Mermaid. Was Were, were you an early favorite because Howard had worked with you previously? Well, because I had been doing Smile with Howard and with Marvin, um, you know, we'd worked on that project for a really long time. And everybody kind of told us, oh, this, this show's going to run forever. Tony Awards, la, 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 la. Well, the show, you know, got killed by Frank Rich in the New York Times and was devastating. I mean, it was devastating for the whole cast, especially for Howard and for Marvin. Um, so the show closed tragically very quickly. It was just a few weeks, and we all were out of a job. And by that time, Disney had already had been working with Howard on The Little Mermaid and bringing him on board uh, to kind of rejuvenate the Walt Disney Studios, which the animation studio was shutting down. I mean, we had moved off the lot, moved out on Flower Street into these little warehouse buildings, weren't even on the lot in Burbank anymore. So it's just, it's an incredible season of time at that moment that was about to explode. So Howard felt so badly for all of the girls in the cast that he invited all of us, you know, to audition for Ariel. Actually, to audition for any of the sisters. So I'd never been behind a microphone before, so we had to go to a, a recording studio, not even a recording studio, just a rehearsal studio for Broadway. And there was an old-fashioned reel-to-reel. You guys don't know what those are, but it's a reel-to-reel -reel with real tape that goes circling around. They'll be it hip again in and five And you years. push a button, record and play at the same time, like that. And um, so I went to the ladies' room and kind of excused myself. I had no idea what I was doing. Tried to come up with some kind of voice of what I thought Ariel might sound like. 
and we had listened to a cassette tape of Howard singing Party of the World. So I just kind of ran in and laid that down, and it was about a year. But I think, again, it was just, it was sort of like a pity audition, I think, because Howard did feel so badly that we don't got the gas. But he really didn't have a final say in who got the role. So it was about a year later, and uh, it was between myself and another girl from Smile. But again, they were studying us just by our voices without our names or our photos attached. So they really didn't know who the person was. They just listened. And Ron and John, our directors, will tell you, we didn't know who we wanted until we heard it. And when we heard Dodie, we, we knew that that's what we wanted. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. They really didn't know what they wanted until they heard it. So when it came up to be my name, Howard was completely thrilled and blown away because we had just been working together for the last few years. So, um, I mean, there'd be no mermaid without Howard. It, it's all Howard. So an, another little behind the scenes bit, they only had your voice to go on. Did you have anything to go on in terms of art, concept art, sketches, anything? Well, at that time, you know, you have thumbnail prints. And again, we're the last hand-painted, hand-drawn animated feature film um, in history. You know, all the bubbles, they're hand-drawn. There's no CGI for our film, so I it's quite legendary. Um, but we had little baby, what we call thumbnail pencil sketches, but at the time, Ariel was blonde, and that's how she was going to stay. So it was very interesting that they were going to have their very first princess ever in history, because I'm the first princess since Sleeping Beauty. You know, 1961, up until our film, 1989, there were no other Disney princesses. And again, you know, animation was shutting down. So, um, but Glenn Keane, my lead animator, would just videotape uh, and watch everything. And then you can start. So really, it takes the voice to bring the character to life. Now, the creative process of putting the movie together and Howard working through on, on the music side of things, iterating things, changing things. Uh, how how many different versions of things uh, can can you recall having gone through different versions of songs, or were were they pretty well fully formed by the time they were put in front of you? I think the songs, well, because of Howard and Alan, the songs were very well formed, uh, and I'm sure many of you have heard uh, the legendary recordings of Howard. Howard played all the characters. Howard played all the characters better than we did. <laughs> so no, it's true, and I was not stupid. I was a very smart actress, so what I did is I did exactly what Howard did. It's exactly his recording. Um, his breath, when there's a vibrato, when there's not a vibrato. When you speak it, when you whisper. He stood next to me for eight hours as we recorded, um, right here, next to me, and did not leave my side. And he could just feed me what he needed. And he was a perfectionist, just like I am. So we got along great during Smile as well, because I could completely trust him, 100%. And there's not a lot of people I trust like that. Because he is such a perfectionist, I knew that he wouldn't let one thing go by. He, he would ride me on set. He'd be like, oh, no, 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 you're singing too much. You're singing too much. Stop singing. Just speak it. It's a monologue, Dodie. It's a monologue. It happens to be the pitch. Stop singing. I mean, it was, he was amazing. And he, he played my dad in many scenes. I did get to work with Kenneth, which was amazing, the first day. 
Um, but then we, we would record simultaneously, and they don't do that anymore, with plexiglass in between them. And that's great because you could get your line readings as you could develop your character off of who you're working with and get that chemistry going. You know, we don't have that as much now. But as soon as those people left, I had Howard, and he played all the parts. Oh, my gosh, he could yell at me, make me cry in an instant. It was, it was amazing. He, he, was, he was incredible. And Alan will tell you, you know, there would be no mermaids without Howard. Alan would not be where he is today with Disney, with all of his Oscars, if it weren't for Howard. Because they hi hired Howard first. And they, you know, they had some composers in mind. And Howard said, no, you take me, he comes with me. You know, we're a team. This is what we do. And Alan's the first to admit that, always thanking him um, and giving him honor on stage, which I think is incredible. Quick question for the audience. How many people Little Mermaid was the first Disney princess movie? Because favorite, I mean, hey, they're here to see you. That's an, that's an you easy know, answer. You know, you guys, I mean, you, you say that they're here to see me, but what they're doing is they're making a connection with a character in a film. And each one of you will remember the first time that you saw the movie. And that's why you cry when you come up in the line and you meet me. That's why you become so overwhelmed because you instantly, right? you instantly go back to where you were the first time you saw the film and who was with you, whether it's a positive or a negative flashback. That's why I take the time in a line, because you each have a story to, to share with me, and it really touches my heart. And I just want to sign my name and pass the picture away. It's because I want to hear. No, it's true, though. I mean, listen, you can find my autograph. That's not what you're really here for. You're here because you want to make that connection, and that's what I want to hear. I want to find out. That's why I asked you, why are you, what are you feeling right now when you meet me? And it's, it's fascinating. It's an, it's an incredible thing to see the connection of a character and a film. It's not just a film. It's a memory. It makes them, each one of us, you know, feel something and remember somebody, and that's what makes it so special. Telling me I'm the one on stage with you. Thinking back on The Little Mermaid, as, as an actor, honestly, like some people have that, oh, this is how I cry on cue. There, there, there are things that I can pinpoint directly in my mind that, are, that trigger that sense memory that take you right, right back. I wonder, doing the film, if there were any moments in, your, in the recording booth where it just overwhelmed you, uh, the emotion of, of what you were feeling, uh, where you had to take a moment and say, Oh, yeah. When Howard would make me cry, I'd always have to stop because he was so scary. Horrible man, horrible man. <laughs> no, it's just because he, he knew how to push that button in me. And um, when it came to the whole scene with my dad, <coughs> you know, my dad left when I was 11 years old. So I didn't really have that relationship with my dad. So that's what triggered me when, when I'm shouting, Daddy, Daddy, you know, and, and I've got Howard here kind of yelling at me. It was a real trigger for me, so I had to take a couple breaks, you know. And they weren't the fondest memories, and it was very sad, but, you know, I knew that he was able to pull that out of me. Um, that's a sign of a really good director. I'm not going to steal all of the time from you lovely people because I you, talk too I talk you too much. are the reason that we're here. No, no I think I, everybody's I enjoying this, yes. Too much. Yes, no, everyone's enjoying themselves, okay. right? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Ask my kids. I talk way too much. I've got too many uh, so words. I've got just just one more. We yeah. get this set right here. Okay. So there, there's a there's a young man in the audience, a man of of, uh, of the musical theater who uh, you found yourself coupled with, yeah. who uh, I, I hear once was uh, was an understudy in the role of Will Parker. Uh, in a production <laughs> of Oklahoma with someone named Paige O'Hara. Anybody know who Paige O'Hara is? Heard this actress? Yeah. How yes. I, 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 you know, I, I don't generally get into the personal life and that kind of thing, but was was it a mutual love of of, uh, of, of the show business that, that brought <laughs> you guys together? How did you, uh, how, did, how did this uh, show couple meet? Oh, he's right here. He's trying okay. to not be recognized. He's trying to hide. Oh, there's the kids. Oh, hey, I didn't see you guys there. Hi, that's my son McKinley. Wave, wave your hand. That's my husband, Ray. That's my daughter, Delaney. And that's her boyfriend, Sammy. So everybody say hey. Okay, sorry. I didn't see you guys there. I'm sorry, the light's so bright, I didn't see you guys We there. made sure to so get them really good seats. You did get them great seats. That's so sweet. Um, so my husband and I met in 1980. I was um, 18. Well, he's going to clarify because I have a very, very bad memory, and he has a very, very good memory. So if you hear remarks coming from him, it's because I'm saying wrong things. Okay. So I was 18, you were 21. Older Is that right man. so far? So far, so good. Okay. Uh, we met at Opryland Theme Park in Nashville, Tennessee. That doesn't exist anymore. It's a parking lot for the hotel. Did you know that? Okay, so the theme park is no there. But back in the day, um, for that summer, that was my freshman college summer, and uh, we were dance partners at the I Hear America singing show. We did five shows a day for six days a week. Uh, great job. And um, he came in four days late for rehearsal. Is that right? Four days late. He had just done Tony and West Side Story. So he came in late because he had another job. <laughs> That's cool. So he walked in the door, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. And all the girls were like, what? In there, and I'm just like, okay, I gotta get me that guy. Okay, so, <laughs> so, but you know, when you're 18 and then you like somebody, you just act like a total jerk to get their attention. <laughs> would that be about right? You can't, that would be correct. Okay. <laughs> so, would you like a microphone? Would you like to come up and do a little love and marriage show with me? Um, so, yes. I was very, as he will say, very cocky. Uh, I had an attitude. I thought I was better than everybody else. Is that sort of what I was like? <laughs> That's a very wise man right there. <laughs> so somebody had to teach this guy that was late. And so for some reason, the director selected me to teach him all that, all that he missed because he missed a lot. So I did. So I was teaching him. I was just being like, whatever, you know, just like, fuck, fuck. So um, the cast sort of starts to see the chemistry going. And we all go on a group movie date, right, with the whole group. And I show up at the movie, and you show up at the movie, and we're standing in the lobby, and nobody shows up. <laughs> nobody comes. So we're looking at each other like, <laughs> and of course, that's what I was probably doing. Like, oh, where is everybody? And they're like, I don't, <sighs> I guess we'll see this movie. If you want to see this movie, we'll see this movie. So we say, is that the night, is that the day that I pushed you up against the wall and kissed you? <laughs> Maybe. 
So basically, I was aggressive. <laughs> Is that right? And he walked me to my apartment door, and I ended up somehow pinning him up against the wall and laying a big old kiss on him, and that was the end of it, pretty much. <laughs> what did I forget? Oh. <laughs> no, he's joking. He, he, says, no, he's he says there are kids here, and he's talking about his kids, no, not the other no, kids, no, just no. his. No, he's joking. That's it. It was a kiss. That was it. That's all. It's going it to be all over TMZ was. in the morning. <laughs> It'll be on your Wikipedia page tomorrow afternoon. Oh, no, yes. So there we started. We dated for four years on and off. We were cast in a Broadway national tour of Joseph together as a couple without the director knowing that we were a couple. Uh, we did that tour together. Go, 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 Joseph. That's right. Go, go, jo Joseph. That's right. And, uh, and then we broke up after the tour. Right? Does that sound right? So it was kind of that four-year on-again, off-again thing. And then we got married in 1984. Um, so how long have you been married? It'll be 34 m May 19th. Is that right? May 19th? Yes. May 19th. <laughs> I got the date right. I'm very happy. May 19th. May 19th. But let me just say, I gotta. I just have to clarify this. It's all because of Jesus. Okay? It's it, No, truly. No. No. Really. We were separated for 18 months, and we've had, we've had some hellacious times through our marriage. So don't let me paint it all as perfect rosiness. Okay, guys? So... I need to be honest with you. We've had a lot of really hard challenges, um, lots of hard times, lots of uh, tough times, pain and growth, and but it's all because of Jesus that we um, got back together again, uh, recommitted our vows. Actually, our pastor Keith is here. Didn't you do our vows with us that night? That's Keith. That's our pastor from New York. We've known him forever. He lives here in Dallas now. She has so. such a great entourage. Um. Got a pastor, <laughs> got the kids, got the husband. <laughs> um, yeah, so he just moved here with his wife. So anyway, so he's here as a guest. But anyway, so he, so we did our vow renewal, and um, so we kind of got married again uh, when our son was born. It was actually his christening service. So when we were christened, your dad and I decided to renew our vows, <laughs> and. Start fresh, and thank you, Jesus, for second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. So it's because of that man I'm, I'm alive. Really, it's true. No, it's true. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't be here today. I wouldn't be here today. I would not be here visiting with all of you if it weren't for that amazing you know, man. I wasn't fishing for, you know, deep personal details or anything like that, but I, I don't care. I, I, I'm an open book. Oh, well I look. pretty much talk about anything. But so I, you know, I want to thank I want to thank you for being, you know, candid and honest about that kind of stuff because, uh, you know, n no offense to the Disney princess myths, but there is this happily ever after. Everything's clean and easy, and there aren't those kinds of struggles. And to to have that example for people to know exists, you know, they're not just living on the fairy tales of the Queen Anne's tomb. So I, you know, I have an amazing husband who has walked me through quite a few uh, rough patches in my life. And again, if it weren't for him, I would not be alive today, literally not be alive, and have these amazing kids. So I'm blessed, beyond blessed. I've taken up far too much of your time. I'm going to, okay. your, your public, your majesty. Yes. 
Let me make sure the mic works good. Yes, it's working. Ooh. Oh, and then say I love you. <laughs> I got to take a selfie with everybody before I yes. leave. I don't want to forget to do that. that. Don't we're let me forget. We're going to have a okay. little musical thing at the end. Yes. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Okay, sorry. Go Hi, ahead. my name is Cordelia. I just was wondering what was your favorite Little Mermaid song? What do you think my favorite Little Mermaid song is? Part of your world? You know, that's my that's my karaoke go-to. Yeah, it's my karaoke go-to because nobody expects a guy that looks like I this never to get up a karaoke and sing it. it. That was a great question, honey. Thank you. Yes, that song means the world to me, and I never get tired of singing it, and I've been singing it for a really, really long time. <laughs> but I will tell you this, and honestly, every time the music starts and I get to sing that song, I remember where I was, and I remember where I was standing, and I remember who was with me, and I was recording it. And that's exactly where I go to every single time. That's why it never gets old for me. People ask me all the time, aren't you tired of singing? I'm like, no. The song was written for my character, and I'm, I'm so blessed to get to sing it. So sweet, sweet question. Thank you, honey. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, I don't talk in front of people, so I'm sure I've had enough. Okay, so um, when, I <laughs> when I was little, my mom, I made my mom rewind and play VHS over and over and over again especially when I was sick and stuff. So um, when was the first time you realized you touched somebody's life by being in there? Did you guys hear that? When was the first time? That's the, well, it happens every time I get to talk to people. It right. really does. Um, but I think one of the first times that, that makes a connection for me are when I hear the stories of children. And when I hear the story of a child who's never spoken before, whether it's on the spectrum of autism or Asperger's or whatever it may be that has inhibited them from being able to speak and then they tell me the story the parent does, my child learned how to speak the English language from you. And when your voice was taken and it was given back and the connection that they make. So I think it's, it's those types of story. And one other powerful story for me was um, there was a burn victim unit and I want to say it was in Michigan. And I met a little girl that would go through her burn treatment, which is incredibly painful. And you're in a, like a hyperbaric sort of chamber while the skin is renewing itself. It's an incredible process. And she would listen to Part of Your World and listen to the movie over and over again to go through this tremendously painful procedure. And just the impact of what music does and how it affects our lives, um, that's really powerful. So I'm, I'm just grateful that I get to be a small part of something like that in a child's life. Knowing your Broadway connection, and when Little Mermaid came out on Broadway, they had some new songs. Were there any songs you wish you could have performed? Oh, you mean from the Broadway show? Um, you know, I really like the quartet. Um, what's the name of that? April Honey. Thank you. <laughs> I did get to sing it at the Hollywood Bowl a couple summers ago. So that was really fun because it was fun to hear some of the other music that we don't have from our, from our motion picture. Thank you. That's a great question. Oh, hey, friend. Hi. How are you? He's my friend. Yes, we met earlier. Um, yes. So, uh, and speaking of, Jody, there, there was something I forgot to say. Last year, um, Christopher Daniel Barnes, Prince Eric was here. I got to meet him. He's, he's really cool. Yeah, and uh, I actually told him, you know, they're working on a live-action adaptation of The Little Mermaid. I 
did Disney is, and I said he should play Eric's father. Would you consider playing uh, Queen Athena, Ariel's mother, in it? Thank you. That would be lovely. That's a great question, sweetie. I appreciate that. Um, you Best know questions are ones that volunteer your work. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Here's some residuals. That's right. Thank you. Um, actually, uh, you know, Alan Menken and Richard Kraft, his, his agent, and the various people that I guess are somehow involved have kindly mentioned that they'll put the old lady in the movie somewhere. So whether that's I'm carrying sorry, a bucket I'm of sorry, water. What, what old lady are you talking about? I don't know. I'm now, sorry. You know, that's, that's just a bunch of friends saying that to me. Does it really happen? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But anyways, I would be honored to do pretty much anything in mm. the film. I, I, and I said this in Salt Lake, I'd be happy to play a pirate. <laughs> dress me up as a guy, you know, give me no teeth. Mm. I'd be good with that. And I, one last thing. I, I, I did enjoy um, last year's live-action Beauty and the Beast film. It would have been nice if they had Paige O'Hara and Robbie Benson do something in it. It would have been cool to see them in it. So, yeah, I, yeah. I was a little disappointed not to see them in, oh, in it. Yeah. Well, that's what was special about Enchanted, like sort of inside joke. Oh, yeah, that. By putting us all in the movie. You know, Kevin Lima, it was really, because he's an animator, he was the director, mm -hmm. it was really just a little inside joke that he did. Yeah. We didn't really expect anybody to know who we were. It, and just the way that he set each scene up was yeah. very clever. Very and one last thing, yeah, they, they said a sequel still might happen. Would you consider returning as, as Sam, Patrick Dempsey's secretary? Oh, that'd be a big yes. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank you, sweetie. It's good to see you again. Hi, my name is Sarah, um, and I actually wanted to ask a favor. It's my 30th birthday, and I was wondering if you would sing Ariel's Aria. <laughs> oh, sweet. What's your name? Sarah. Okay, Sarah, this is for you. You know, I don't think that was the right key. You know, oh, are you good? That's Clayton, everybody. Clayton. Round of applause for Clayton. <laughs> now, now, Jody. Uh, that was totally the wrong key. I'm really sorry. I just no, couldn't pull no, that. No, no, it was perfect. I couldn't pull it, it out of exactly the hat. The like, like, e I had no idea. I, now, uh, Jody, I, I feel like I feel like uh, we need to help the audience. Wish her a proper happy 30th birthday by singing happy birthday to her, yeah? I think we can do that. Everybody ready to sing? Okay. Yeah, everybody? After you. Oh, me. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to you. What's your name? Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday, dear Sarah. Harmony. Happy And she's crying. She's crying. What a shock. And what she's shock. crying. And they're done. I had to call that out on the line. I'm like, we have a crier. <laughs> Get We're the out of tissues. And then it'd be like, do your photo up first. Photo up first. Hold your tears. Hold your tears in. <laughs> Take the picture. So it was like this. 
I don't feel like, oh, that's an ugly cry. We don't want that picture. Go right ahead. Um, so I do like theater and stuff, and I was wondering if you have any audition tips for people, just like whenever going into auditions. Any audition tips? Yeah. Oh, believe in yourself. You really have to think that you've got something to share. That's that's just really big. When you walk in a room, if you don't believe in what you've got and that you have something to offer, then they're definitely not going to. So you just walk in there and have a great time because they want you to be good. They really, they want to find somebody. They really would rather not look at 150 girls. They'd like the first girl to walk in and go, oh, thank God, she's fabulous. And they want her. We're done. We're done. We can go have lunch. So it's really, yeah, just go in there and do your thing, honey. Just have fun. Do your thing. Good job. Uh, Hello. You know what? We did. Uh, the kids and Ray and I went opening night on Broadway. Sue Bogus was absolutely she outstanding. She was fantastic. And I cried the entire show. Ugly cry. The entire show. We had already done the red carpet, you know, which was great. Because once I got in my seat, I was done. I was done. Oh, my gosh. It was so fantastic. I loved it. I really did. I, I thought it did the movie justice. And I thought it brought a whole other layer uh, that Broadway could, that we couldn't in the animated portion. You know, I really did. Great question, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, um, um, I don't know if you really have any answers to this, but um, is there, what's the strangest thing anyone has ever asked you to sign for? Strange, weird, interesting, <laughs> surprising thing that you've had somebody uh, bring you to sign? Okay. turned around and showed me her underpants. Oh. And then her mom was like, can you sign them? <laughs> and I was like, please, this way, with a pen. I mean, Well, follow no. up, were they at least Little Mermaid? You know what they did? They went to the restroom, they took them off, and they came back out and I signed them. <laughs> no, the honest to God, it's a true story. Because literally, I'm there, just imagine Ariel squatting down with a pen at a child's bottom. <laughs> That's, that does not, oh, Those, those photos would never disappear. Good. That is not good. So she did. She went, and I don't know if she had a diaper or whatever, but she came back out. Maybe she was flying high. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she came back out in her little dress, and then she's like, here's my panty. Sign my panty. <laughs> so I signed her panty. Were they at least mermaid themed? I'm sorry? Were they at least little mermaid themed they underwear? Yes, they were little mermaid underpants. <laughs> they were. I would definitely not have signed them if they were like the Hulk or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> definitely not. Um, the other thing is the tattoo guy, one of the tattoo people asked me to sign their belly, and I was like, no. I'm not going to sign your flap. That's weird. So I said, you know, just give me something, like, real to sign, not, like, your body. I'm not gonna right. sign your body. <laughs> so, can I ask you real quick? What was what made them change Ariel's hair from blonde to red? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Little Mermaid, now available on special edition Blu-ray from Disney Home Entertainment. I don't know the answer to that. I'd have to ask Glenn and all the powers that be. I, I actually, I, I, I want to say that, that it's in the commentary track or one of the featurettes oh, yeah. or the behind-the-scenes documentary. He probably knows. 
Oh, Splash. Daryl Hannah and Splash. That's why they did it. It was because of Daryl Hannah <laughs> and her blonde hair. <laughs> like Your a horse. Your line is? Splash. You know the movie Splash? Definitely. <laughs> Can we get another question? Next question. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just kidding you. I'm kidding you. Thank you for the answer. About the live action? Or animated, like Frozen. Oh, I like all the, oh, I love all the animation stuff that's coming out. Love, love, love. Tangled and Frozen. I love them. I have not seen Coco. I'm sorry to say. I have not. Sorry. I'm well, sorry. Well, prepare to ugly cry harder than you okay, maybe have Okay, I will years. definitely see it. I'm sorry my kids have seen it. Oh, my daughter is booing me. Oh my gosh! Did you Some, Somebody booby? back there's like, who you call yourself a Disney princess? That's my daughter. What? That was my daughter. Good way to get disinherited. That booed me. <laughs> I know where you live. The heckling gets dangerous. Uh, <laughs> yes. No. No. I do. I I love all the animation that's coming out. Love. Love. Love it. Was it? Did it answer your question? Okay. Good. Thank you. Yes. We have notes. You've written uh, notes. You're scaring me. No, Let me I'm pull gonna, up my notes. No, I'm going to record it if that's okay to oh, show all my totally friends fine. how cool yeah, I also am the on release. the weekend. Oh, her. And my students. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so I've grown up um, loving Disney ever since I was little, and now I am 30. Um, am I th uh, 30? So I'm 31. Sorry, I'm 31. Um, Join the it's court, okay. honey. I'm I nervous, too. I have no idea too. how old I'm I am. Nervous too. <laughs> Uh, I'm 31 and I have two kids and watching the Disney movies again as a mom has definitely changed um, my parenting, everything. So how has being a part of Disney impacted you being a mother? Gosh, that's, I can't even begin to answer that question. Uh, once I became a mom is when my whole relationship with Disney and this job and everything, it, it changed, a 180 degree change because now I was able to pass this on to my kids and be able to bring them into the family. And yeah, it totally changed before kids and after kids as far as being a Disney cast member and as far as you know my passion and my love for the company and what I represent. Because now I've got to put my money where my mouth is and I've got to walk my talk. You know, if I'm going to stand for family entertainment, then I have to stand for family entertainment. I've got to draw the line, what I can and can't do. And so it's been really important, you know, to obviously model to my kids, but to be authentic and to be vulnerable and to be real and not to be fake. You know what I mean? Like to be the same person all the time, no matter where I am. That's really my, that's really my heart's desire. Um, you know, I blow it every day. Ask my kids. I blow it every, ask my husband. I blow it every single day. <laughs> this, is, this is the best stage show we're having. The stage show is off stage. Um, so yes, to answer your question, yes. It has made everything much sweeter for me. 
as a mom getting to share everything with my kids, our kids. I, I can't say my kids, our kids. I, I have a habit of doing that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate that. These are all my friends from the line. Hello. In another line. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Take your time. You got this. <laughs> it's okay. So part of your world has been my lullaby for as long as I can remember. Three years old. Wow, long time. Anyway, I remember commentary saying that they almost considered cutting the song. Yeah. What were your, your feelings on that? Or yeah. Could you imagine it being any other way? That's such a great observation. You're absolutely right. At one of the major screenings that we did across the nation, there were children dropping popcorn and running up and down the aisles during Part of Your World. And Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was head of, of, of the studios at the time, brought it forward and said, it did not test well, guys. We're going to cut this song. And Howard Ashman said, no, absolutely not. You do not cut this song. We have to have a Disney heroine that has an I want moment. She has to have her I want song. Otherwise, the whole movie won't make any sense and connect the dots. And after the movie came out and to see the, the impact that the song had, Jeffrey immediately apologized to everybody and said, you know, I am so sorry. That would have been one of the biggest mistakes I ever made in my life. And of course, I couldn't imagine my life without the song and being able to share it for 30 plus years all around the world, you know? Um, so yeah, very, very grateful. Very grateful. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Hey, look, it's, it's your friend with her friend. Hi, so I've been cosplaying Ariel for like three years. Um, so I cried whenever you walked in, bawled like a baby. <laughs> Um, I Look, it's amazing that I've kept it together this well so far. <laughs> I don't know how, um, but I get to, I'm going to get your autograph later. But um, my question is, um, when did you just know that this role was made for you? Like, when did you just know that, like, this is me? When did it become more than an audition for you? Hmm. I would say probably during the recording of the song. You know, during the dialogue... I had no clue what I was doing, and I was really struggling, you know, trying to figure out. I'm such a people pleaser. I just really wanted everybody behind the glass to be happy. So that was my biggest concern, was pleasing everybody behind the glass. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I started to sing that I was like, okay, this is what I was created to do. I know that God gave me a voice for a reason, and when I sing, I just go to a different place. You know, it's something that when you are doing the thing that you were created to do, you just leave. It's like as soon as I start singing, I forget where I am. I don't remember where I am. I don't remember who's in front of me. It just, it takes me to a whole nother place. So I think for me, that's my sweet spot. And for me at that moment is when I said, yeah, yeah, I can bring me to Ariel, mm -hmm. you know, and we can sort of join up and become one. And that was the same for Glenn Keane, my lead animator. He said, the second you started singing, 
Ariel came to life for me and I was able to start sketching her. I could actually see her coming to life. And so for an animator to be able to verbalize what it was that I was feeling, I knew that it was a really special moment. Yeah, thank you for that question, thank honey. You. No thank one's ever asked me that before. Disney movie I saw at a theater. I was like three and I just remember loving it. And um, my question is, have you seen like the hipster Ariel memes online? <laughs> I no, I don't even know what a meme is. <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm sorry. I really don't know what that word is. And I asked Honestly, the kids, you're better for it. I mean, so, um, but like, I've asked the kids many times, can you please explain what a meme? And then they explain it to me and I go, oh, so it's like awesome. this picture. But I never know what it is. Yeah, it's a picture of Ariel and somebody like photoshopped on like um, glasses on her. And it'll okay. say something kind of hipster funny like, oh, okay. my name isn't Ariel, it's Helvetica. Oh, okay. Like the font. And okay. You know, weird stuff like that. Don't really understand what that means. Yeah, <laughs> just. Uh, what is that? I wish I could explain it, honestly. It's one of those things you have to see. It's, okay. it's a very creative way that many people waste time on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so your question is, how do I feel about that? Oh, yeah. uh, we have a visual aid. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, God. She looks like she's constipated. <laughs> you see that? Can you see that? <laughs> she really looks like she's in pain. <laughs> is she in the middle of childbirth? Or <laughs> I don't She's. She's not my friend. <laughs> I don't really like her. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't particularly care for her, that girl. <laughs> she doesn't look very happy. Was there that your question? Yeah, but there <laughs> is a YouTube series where um, someone does hipster Ariel, but okay. he's very cool and he he's is awesome. And you he check doesn't out. look like he's in bodily pain. Yeah, she looks fine. She looks great. And he's great. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, maybe I'll have to see that sometime if somebody can tell me how to do that and look for that. We'll, we'll find it. We'll Great. find the reference material. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, pretty. Hold on. <laughs> oh, this is so sweet of them. It's really, <laughs> I love you so much. Jody. I, you are so beautiful. You heard what I have to say. Like, oh, Ariel created so much for me in my life. Younger, um, when I used to scribble my mind, I used to like literally want to be her, of course. <laughs> and I, I would, I would start like singing along to "Part of Your Love," of course. Um, and that's kind of when my dad was like, "You know, okay, you can, you can sing." So he put me in like vocal lessons, and it started like my theatrical career, and you know everything like that. So I just, I feel like I wanted an opportunity to just say thank you for inspiring me every single day, every step of the way. I don't know where I would be without Ariel. That's so sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, if I Now could, I'm crying. <laughs> if I could ask a huge favor, uh, my friend Caroline, who can't be here today, she's a huge fan of you and a huge fan of uh, all Disney and animation. 
she would love if you could just say hello to her, to Caroline. Yeah, hello, Caroline. <laughs> love Thank to you. you. Thank you so much for sharing your story, honey. I really appreciate that. Okay, so I'm a bit of a gamer. So my question is, can you tell me if you're going to be playing Ariel in Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, I don't know. There's another how, job. How, how ironclad is that NDA? <laughs> you know what? I have no idea. I can honestly tell you I have no idea. Until the phone rings and my husband picks up the phone and talks to the powers that be, then he tells me what I'm doing, what I'm not doing. Um, but yes, I would love to be able to do Kingdom Hearts 3. I would love that. Thank you. what your favorite theme in The Little Mermaid is. Also, uh, can you say hi to the little guy? His, his name is Landon. <laughs> hi, Landon. Hi, cutie pie. Oh, hello, sweetie. Um, what's my favorite theme? Hmm. Um, I love, I love the final scene when she tells daddy that she loves him. That always gets me. Uh, that moment when he's kind of let her go and she just kind of realizes all the sacrifices that he's made and the loss that he had of losing her. And when she, you know, is hugging him and says, you know, I love you, daddy. I just, ah, that gets me. That gets me every time. That's a beautiful, beautiful scene. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Bye, Landon. Real quick, how many more people do we have in line? I want to try to get to everybody. Two. Two, two people in line? Sure, we can do that. Yeah, can exactly. Get um, I already told you how much I love Ariel while doing the autograph Oh, yes, line. hi, friend. <laughs> um, but so I know a lot of pe people are here for Ariel, but um, you also did Toy Story as Barbie. <laughs> and I would love to hear you use your Barbie voice. Now, do, do, I, ha do I have it right? I mean, that you, were, you were the first voice of Barbie in animation voice of Barbie in animation and actually Mattel had been invited to be in Toy Story the original and um, at that moment in time Mattel said no because Barbie is you know an icon and she's not going to be in an animated feature film and then all of a sudden they saw how successful Toy Story <laughs> was <laughs> so when Toy Story 2 came out Mattel's like sign us up she's in here um, Barbie was really fun. I actually did an audition for that. It's really kind of crazy for some reason. John Lasseter, the brilliant John Lasseter, our chief, our leader, um, the genius that he is, hired me. Uh, and I remember going to work the first day and I was like, John, why me for Barbie? And he's like, because I know you have it inside of you. I said, well, <laughs> yeah, but you've only heard me do Ariel. He goes, it doesn't matter. I know you can do it. So we took out a box of Barbies and um, we started playing with Barbies, he and I. <laughs> no, it's a true story. A box of Barbies and we started making them talk to each other and we kind of do it and he'd do this and I'd do this and then we'd start just playing around and there was a script but basically the directors, um, Lee and then our producers, Arla and John, they were kind of writing her script as we were you know, playing with these Barbies. 
So I just kind of put my hands to my side and I just started to kind of play with her. Hi, I'm tour guide Barbie. Welcome to Big Al's Toy Barn back in 1995. Short-sighted retailers did not make enough dolls to meet demand. Bye-bye, bye-bye now, <laughs> bye-bye, bye-bye. And um, so we just, we just played with, with Barbies and just sort of, you know, came up. And that whole end sequence is like, bye-bye. Bye-bye <laughs> now. Bye-bye. <laughs> Are they gone? <laughs> is everybody gone? Oh, my God. My mouth is killing me. <laughs> so we would just start playing. All that stuff is ad-libbed with John and Lee. I mean, they just wrote the stuff as we went. It was the most fun on a film. It was incredible. And then doing Toy Story 3 was crazy because I never met... Michael Keaton. <laughs> so when I went to work, I'm so excited because I'm going to meet Michael Keaton. I'm going to work with Michael Keaton. And I walk into the studio on the lot, and he comes out of the recording studio with a hoodie and a thing on and a mask and, like, coming in. He goes, and he literally walks by, and they're like, that's Michael Keaton. And I'm like, hey, Michael, hi. Like trying to talk to him, and he's just like, and they went by because he was really sick. He was really, really sick, sick as a dog. So I was so bummed that I didn't get to work with him. So I, I, I didn't meet him until the red carpet. Literally, we, the family and I, we met him at the red carpet. But I did. I saw him kind of walk as a masked man, you know, sick, and I was like, Hey, Michael, I'm Barb. Be easy, <laughs> be right back at you. Okay, <laughs> so it, was, it didn't quite go the way I had. Barbie and Ken could. divided by sickness. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> divided by sickness, but it was it was great. It was a really great film to get to work on. Thank you, Judy. Hello. Hi, hi there. Hello. Um, I'm not sure if you can tell I'm more of a Susan and Dylan kind of fan. So I know that y'all didn't have like a singing sequence between you and Ursula, but y'all had like some dialogue. I just wanted to know how you felt because you said there's a glass you can see them. How did you feel like working with Ursula? Was it fun or was she intimidating? Oh, no, Pat is incredible. You know, Pat is an amazing, amazing woman. So loving, so kind. But as Ursula, she just kills me. <laughs> 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 and she gets that voice going. Um, but she was great. I, I, like I said, I got to work with each person for <laughs> at least 15, 20 minutes that first day. So we could sort of get a sense of what's going on with our relationship and then start to record by yourself, which was very helpful. Um, but then I got to play Vanessa in the film, which is, you know, that whole thing where she takes a voice and then it's me. And so it was fun because I got to pretend to be Pat. So when she does her whole cackle and all that stuff, I got to imitate her, which was really fun. It was fun to be a bad girl for <laughs> a little scene. She really, she really, uh, I, I think it wasn't yet cool to really be into the villains and villainesses. Uh, and she really pioneered that. There were fan, there were as many fans of Ursula as there were heroines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's such an incredible woman. I mean, she's so loving and kind. She's so polar opposite. But she, she'll tell you. She goes, kids are scared to come up to her. You know. Oh. Yeah. We got to ride the Little Mermaid attraction together for the first time. We opened it in California together, I think, or Florida. We opened the one in California, so we rode the ride together. It was so fun. She was like a little kid. She was like, ee! you know, she was so excited. <laughs> it was very funny. Did you have any? S oh, oh no, she, she was my favorite villain. So I just wanted to know how it was. That's yeah, awesome. Thank I, you. I, I didn't want to leave until you were done. Oh no, go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
again, again, people politely waiting for their There's cue, no, you don't just have waiting to for Jody to cue. You can leave. That's fine. I'm sorry. And if anybody needs to leave, please just get up and leave. You know, <laughs> sir. Why oh, are look, you leaving? Nobody needs to leave. Why are you leaving, sir? Where are you going? Oh, he's he, he's he's, he's just patrolling. He's, oh, he's you're working. working. Okay. Well just trying to just working here, lady. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, he's giving us the sign. Yeah, we have to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, he's yeah. going like this. Yeah, because you know that we're almost to the Stop end of the question. Stop talking. Anyway. Okay, here we, we go. We've got something fun. We've got something special when we okay. go to the question. Go for it. Hi. Uh, we're all here because we're such massive fans, and the movie's impacted all of our lives. I was really curious um, more about your family and how it's impacted your kids, and more importantly, if you are their favorite princess, or if they have a different favorite princess. Maybe, maybe oh, well, the daughter's covering her head. She's like, uh-oh, <laughs> I better not answer this. Well, of course, I'm not going to speak for my kids, um, for our kids. I'm not going to speak for our kids. Um, but, you know, Disney has been very good to us. And I'm a very happy cast member and very proud of our company. And, and it's because of Disney that our family has been able to experience things all around the world. And... Um, just have incredible memories that we've made together as family, I think, and just the experiences. And Delaney wore uh, her Little Mermaid nightgown to shreds for three years straight, every day. So I bought multiples of it. You know, you can't wear the princess gown because it's scratchy. <laughs> so we did the, um, she did the nightgown. But I had to have multiple copies of it. Uh, because she literally wore it spring, summer, winter, and fall. She'd layer underneath it, jeans and a long-sleeved white turtleneck. Or in the summer, it's just, you know, the little... So she Her daughter is thrilled that she's here now, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so I don't know if you had a choice about being, because I had been shopping with Ariel stuff long before you were born, hoping and praying that I would have the opportunity to have a little girl one day. Because I certainly wasn't going to put McKinley in a crown and a princess gown. <laughs> which Doesn't I didn't. Doesn't look like it would have gone over well with him either. <laughs> I didn't do that to him. He was a Peter Pan Pirates of the Caribbean guy all the way. And um, so I think you were forced. Honey, were you forced to be an Ariel fan? <laughs> <laughs> At least she's honest. <laughs> But you kind of like her. Okay. And I do tell this story. <laughs> yeah, she's okay, I guess. I do tell this story. When I did a concert, she was four years old, and I did a concert, and she um, came up on stage and sang a little bit of Part of Your World with me, grabbed the mic from my hands, and <laughs> you go, girl. Uh, and she is a beautiful singer, great dancer, great actor. Our son is a filmmaker, incredible filmmaker, so dang proud of him. Sorry, I just had to say that. Um, but she grabbed the mic from me, and she started singing. And then after we finished Part of Your World, I kind of did a little Q&A with her. And I said, so what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm going to be Ariel after my mom dies. <laughs> <laughs> after you're dead. I was like, not anytime soon, though, right, honey? <laughs> no, mommy. But after you die, I'm going to be Ariel. I was like, okay. <laughs> True story. <laughs> they seem to have a pact still going over this. <laughs> Thank you so much. We got, every, we got everybody in the line. Uh, you guys back there in AV, if you can let me know when, when we're okay. ready to go there. 
Um, we're we're going to do something special. Uh, she's getting out of the chair. I'm going to get out of the chair. I'm gonna First of all, you have to take a selfie. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do the selfie. Do you want everybody doing anything in particular? Can we have house lights? Can we have house lights? For just a sec. We're just coordinating things. Yes. There we go. Not at all. House lights back down. Oh, please. that doesn't matter. Thank you. Thank you. So, AV? guys, oh, I'm sorry. Are you guys you guys ready when we're ready? All right, cool. Are you ready? So, listen, I know it's super late, and um, I've been talking a long time, and you guys have been so gracious and so kind, waiting in lines four hours today. But I do just really want to say thank you. I really do want to say thank you for allowing me to be part of your world for all these many years, for your children. Your grandchildren, I mean, we're on our third generation now of this film and the impact it, it's made. So I just want to say thank you. So everybody, this is where you definitely want to have your phone out if you don't already because oh, we're going to okay. do something <laughs> special and interesting. Uh, Jody, uh, thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you for you. staying uh, long. We started late because we had to pack every single person into this room. Thank you all for being such a wonderful audience thus far. I'm going to turn it over okay. to Ariel to close the show. We haven't done a sound check, so let me just hear what the track sounds like. Is that okay? Okay, can we? Okay, good. Can we do it again? Thank you. That's, that's good. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the first We're measure. really peeling the curtain back. Yeah, no, that's good. There we go. Perfect. Oh, thank you, Clayton. Look at this stuff. Is it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think? I'm the girl, the girl who has everything. Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around, who would think she looks, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's and yours. You want thingamabots? I've got 20. No big deal, I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, things. <laughs> Flipping your fins, you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along on a, what's that word again? Street, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. Wandering free, wish I could be part of that world. What would I give if I could live out of these Spend a day warm on the sand. But 
to explore the shore above. Oh, the sea shines to be part of God's for coming out today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Let's let her hear it. She's here all day tomorrow. Happy. The fish on the land is happy. 
is not conveying the ball. But fishing the boat is lucky. They in for a worse fate. One day when the boss get hungry, guess who's gonna be on his page? Ladies and gentlemen, this room is closing in two minutes. If you can kindly find your local exit, thank you so much.